Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dr. Brenda Hemmelgarn and Dean of the Faculty of Medicine and Dentistry. Thank you all for joining us at the University of Alberta for this announcement today. In particular, I want to thank the Honorable Jason Copping, Minister of Health, and the Honorable Demetrius Nicolades, Minister of Advanced Education, for being here with us this afternoon to share this news. And to my colleague and friend, Dr. Todd Anderson, Dean of the Cummings School of Medicine, thank you for joining us. Before I begin, I want to respectfully acknowledge that the University of Alberta is located on Treaty 6 territory. This is a traditional gathering place for diverse Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Diné, Ojibwe, Soto, Anishinaabe, Inuit, and many others. I am grateful for the ways in which their histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence our vibrant community. And now I'd like to introduce the Honorable Demetrius Nicolades, Minister of Advanced Education, and welcome him to the podium. Thank you for joining us, Minister. Well, good afternoon, uh, everyone. Uh, Dr. Helmgarn, thank you very much for the uh, introduction. And um, thank you, uh, everyone who's here joining us today. It's a real pleasure, as always, to be back here at the University of Alberta campus, making a really important and exciting announcement with respect to uh, healthcare education in our province. Again, thank you as well to my colleague, Minister Copping, our Minister of Health, and uh, Dr. Anderson with uh, the Cummings School of Medicine at the University of Calgary. You know, the last time I was at an event with... Um, with both deans, we were announcing efforts to expand rural physician training opportunities in Alberta. At that announcement, we shared that it was just one piece of the government's larger strategy to improve Alberta's healthcare system. And I'm excited to be here today to share more of that plan and more specifically talk about how Budget 2023 will strengthen our province's healthcare sector for many, many years to come. As I said at that time, and, uh, and I've said again in the future or uh, in the past, advanced education plays a critical role in supporting our economy. When we ensure that learners can access the programs and training they need, we end up with a highly talented pool of graduates who are ready to join the workforce. This gives confidence to business and industry to move forward to, towards a future of growth and prosperity, knowing that labor needs are met. We're also guiding students to rewarding and successful careers. It's just an, uh, it is just as important to apply this thinking when it comes to addressing labor needs in our public sector as well. We know that students are more likely to stay and work in the same communities they study in. However, there is a lack of access to physician training. I have heard from many of my own constituents that uh, their children aren't being accepted into physician programs in Alberta, even though sometimes they have mid-90 averages on their grades. The reason they sometimes can't be accepted is that program demand is very high. We end up losing many prospective medical students to other universities because our programs are at capacity. To, to give you some uh, detail and context, in fact, over 3,500 qualified applicants in health programs cannot, could not be accepted this past year alone, with over 2,000 of those being qualified nursing applicants. Furthermore, qualified applicants at the U of A have increased from 1156 in the fall of 2017 to 1400 in the fall of 21, and similar increases have occurred at the University of Calgary. 
Of course, these programs are at capacity because of the high quality of education we know both the University of Alberta and the University of Calgary deliver. These schools consistently rank as some of the best in the country and best in the world. But we need to create more opportunities for these highly skilled students if we want to ensure that our health cares, uh, if we want to ensure the strength of our healthcare sector. Furthermore, Alberta has the best frontline healthcare workers in the world, and we must continue to take action to ensure that we continue to train and retain workers right here at home. And so with that, I am very pleased to announce that as part of Budget 2023, Advanced Education will be investing $72 million to train more nurses and doctors right here in our incredible province. Simply put, we need more doctors, nurses, and healthcare professionals, and our investment will help train the staff that we need to ensure Albertans can get into the program of their choice right here at home. Let me talk a little bit about how this funding will be used. First and foremost, 19.5 million will support new seats in physician training programs at the University of Alberta and the University of Calgary. 2 million will be provided for the 23-24 academic year to create 20 new seats at both universities. 5.8 million will be made available in 24-25 for an additional 40 new seats and 11.6 million in 25-26 for 60 new seats. This funding and the seat distribution is based on proposals provided by the U of A and the U of C. By the end of three years, this will result in an increase of approximately 34% of physician seats, getting more doctors into our communities. The larger proposal, however, is a 10-year plan, and with this plan, we will increase physician seats in our province by 54%. Secondly, we are expanding on historic targeted enrollment expansion that we began last summer with an additional 30 million over three years to create more seats in healthcare related programs. More specifically, we aim to create 1,800 new spaces in nursing, healthcare aid, and paramedicine programs. My department is accepting proposals currently from post secondary institutions for this expansion. In the coming weeks, I'll have more details about how many seats are being created, and in which programs. To note, in Budget 2022, we were able to create already over 2,500 new seats in healthcare programs across the province with an original investment of $26 million. And finally, for internationally educated nurses, we are investing $15 million to create new bridging programs. This investment will help create 900 new seats for internationally educated nurses studying in Alberta. This is in addition to an investment of 7.3 million previously made to uh, expand existing bridging programs. That $7.3 million investment will create 256 new seats for bridging programs at Mount Royal University, Bow Valley College, and Norquest College. In closing, through these, uh, this series of strategic investments, we are getting more doctors, more nurses, and healthcare professionals trained right here in our province. Learners will have more opportunities to study in the program of their choice, closer to home, and be ready to provide Albertans with the healthcare they need when and where they need it. 
This is a long-term solution that will benefit all our healthcare sector and our province for years to come. I look forward to sharing more details on the targeted enrollment expansion once we've received those final proposals, so stay tuned for more to come. Thank you once again to the University of Alberta for hosting us today and for being a leader in delivering exceptional and high-quality healthcare education. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Nicolatis. I'd now like to invite Minister Copping to the podium. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hemelgard, and good afternoon, everyone. It is uh, truly a pleasure to be here at the, uh, at the U of A, and, and I'm happy to join Minister Nicolaitis as we announce additional supports for Alberta's health workforce through Budget 2023. And, and once again, uh, Minister, thank you so much for your investment in, uh, in health care. Uh, it is so needed, not only in Edmonton and Calgary, but across our entire province, and the investments that that you are making through advanced education and through U of C and U of A to be able to deliver the programs uh, will truly help put our province in good stead so that Albertans can get the health care they need where and, and when they need it. This budget addresses key areas of the health care system, specifically pressures facing our health care workforce. Today's announcement is another part of the health workforce strategy I announced with Ministers Madhu, Jean and Sani last month. And it builds on the great work that is already underway to increase the number of healthcare professionals here in Alberta. We added 254 physicians and 800 registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, and healthcare aides in 2022. Since 2019, AHS has added 5,800 frontline staff, including 1,800 registered nurses and 300 paramedics. And while we're turning the corner and making great progress on adding workforce supply, today's announcement is to say we're doing even more. Physicians are the cornerstone of our health care system, and Alberta's government appreciates the tremendous contributions they make on the front lines of our health care system each and every day. Our ability to recruit and retain doctors is a top priority for our government. One of the best ways to do this is to make sure that there are more opportunities for Albertans to train and work closer to where they live. If we train more Alberta medical students here in our province, they are more likely to stay once they have completed their training. Last year, the University of Alberta and the University of Calgary approached the government with a proposal to meet this need. We thought it was a great idea and helps address the long-term need for doctors throughout the province, particularly in rural areas. So in addition to the undergrad medical seat expansion, Minister Nicolaitis has just announced. Alberta Health is investing $113 million over the next three years to fund the corresponding medical residency positions through the Academic Medicine and Health Services Program. This includes the necessary supports to expand the ability to train more doctors, particularly in regional centres and rural communities. This expansion of the training program ensures that med school graduates have the residency opportunities needed to be able to fully practice. We also know that when medical residents can train in rural areas, they're more likely to stay in those areas, and we want to offer those training opportunities so local students can stay closer to home. Our investment on top of this also includes 30 additional residency positions for international medical graduates who need more training before they can practice here in Alberta. 
The medical residency expansion also supports the development of regional health professional training centers in Lethbridge and Grand Prairie. Uh, and this was an announcement that we made a number of weeks ago with Minister Nicolades in terms of ensuring that we can get uh, clerkships and residencies in other areas outside of the big cities, uh, Calgary and Edmonton, and the starting point is Lethbridge and Grand Prairie. Now these centers will serve as hubs for clinical teaching, program administration, and networking for rural medical education in the surrounding rural communities. By adding more medical seats at the front end, it sets the stage for more physicians in the pipeline to meet Albertans' health needs in the years to come. Once the seat expansion is fully realized, we expect Alberta will be producing approximately 100 more physicians each and every year. Budget 2023 investments being announced today will have a direct impact on increasing the number of health professionals to support Alberta's health care needs. This is a cornerstone of our new health workforce strategy, a strategy that lays the groundwork for a resilient and sustainable health care system that provides every Albertan with access to health and a health home. This cross-ministry strategy was developed through heavy consultation and the input of five ministries, the Ministries of Advanced Education, Skilled Trades and Professions, Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism, and Jobs, Economy and Northern Development. All have been strategic partners to make sure this health workforce strategy provides a sustainable framework for the future of Alberta's health care system. And these continued consultations will strengthen a collaborative and supportive working environment that meets the needs of Alberta's health care workers and those that they serve. The strategy will support the health workforce in providing the highest quality of care to Albertans. And we're releasing the full strategy on our website today, so I encourage everyone who has an interest in our health care workforce to go and take a look. Today's investments, together with the actions we're already taking to address health workforce challenges, will move us in the right direction. It will take us to a future where we have the right number of healthcare professionals in Alberta and in the right places, which will ultimately lead to better health care for all Albertans, ensuring that they get the care when and where they need it. So once again, thank you to Minister Nicolades, the Advanced Education, and thank you also to the deans of the, uh, the schools of, of medicine, uh, both at U of A and, uh, and the U of C, uh, for making the proposal so we can fund this and we can actually get more doctors to where they're needed. So thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Minister Copping. And thanks to all of you again for joining us here today. Together with our friends and colleagues at the University of Calgary and across the province, the University of Alberta is honored to receive this funding. This boost in support is a significant step towards allowing our medical school to address one of our most pressing collective missions, and that's to increase access to the very best in healthcare in even the farthest reaches corners of our province. Our mandate here at the University of Alberta is to serve the healthcare needs of not just our city, but of all Albertans. And we're committed to that. And we're committed by expanding into the rural and indigenous communities, as you've heard Minister Copping speak about, many of which are in some of the most remote places within the province. This funding will help us to move toward making this vision a reality, not just in the north, but throughout the entire province with an increase in the number of available spots for future doctors to embark on their medical degrees, with more spaces for these students to pursue their medical residency training once they obtain their degrees, 
and with more support for busy physicians who are critical to training the residents in particular, and to expand the number of academic clinician positions that we have to support the academic mission. We can build on our already robust network throughout the province and begin to fill the urgent needs in all corners of our health system. When coupled with the equally important expansion of training opportunities for nurses and other healthcare providers, the planned increase over the next three years will advance our health system. And this funding will be key to bringing all of us that much closer to our most ambitious goals. And with this important investment, we can continue to develop and enhance our cross-province partnership of health professional training opportunities. And today we're investing in the future of each and every citizen in the province and moving towards making our vision of equitable access to health care a reality. So thank you again. And now I'd like to welcome uh, Dr. Todd Anderson to the podium. Well, thank you very much, Brenda. It is my absolute pleasure to be here today. Thank you to Ministers and Nicolaitis and Copping and for the great partnership that they have shown with Brenda and I over the last year or so. The thing about going last is there's really not much else to say. All the good things have been said. Um, we are absolutely thrilled uh, with the funding announcement that you'll see today. As Dr. Hemelgar noted is that health workforce shortages are critical, something that we've been thinking about for a long time at the universities and in consultation with our colleagues at Alberta Health Services and the ministries is that this is a critical issue for us at the present time. This is not a new problem. This is not a problem unique to Alberta. This is something that's seen in every jurisdiction and if the solutions were easy, it would have been fixed. However, the funding that we've seen today will look at a multi-pronged approach to meeting the needs of Albertans both in the large cities and rurally. And to summarize what we're going to use this funding for in, co in consultation with our leaders is to, number one, increase the number of preceptors that we have both in the cities, but more importantly in our rural areas. That allows us to train more medical students uh, in the rural areas and residency positions to allow them to do their full clinical training there. When we do that, what we know is that they will stay in those areas. This creates great opportunities for our rural students and our Indigenous students who might find a career in medicine much more appealing if they can stay closer to home than coming to the large cities. We think that's a really important aspect of this. We're also going to build these regional training centers and hubs that will be the NIDAS for patient care, but also for delivery of educational aspects right from medical students through to their final year of clerkship and into their residencies. And we think by doing that, we will allow those individuals to stay in rural Alberta and meet the needs of our province. These models set up very nicely for multidisciplinary care. Physicians are an important piece of this, but these clinics will allow us to work with our nurse practitioners, with physician assistants, with occupational and physical therapists, with social workers, etc., pharmacists. All of these groups will work together to improve the quality of care for all of our individuals. So this is absolutely pivotal funding. We're thrilled to work closely with the government around this, and we th think that this is a new beginning for us in Alberta to meet the needs of increasing the number of physicians and other allied health professionals for the workforce shortages that we have. So my thanks to the government, thanks to my colleague, Dr. Hamilgarn, uh, and we're thrilled to move forward on these initiatives. Thank you very much.
Thank you, Todd. That was very nicely summarized. So thank you again, all of you, for joining us here today and for our commitment to a shared vision of better health for Albertans. My thanks again to the speakers, to Ministers Copping and Nicolades, and to all of you for joining us today. So we'll now take questions from the media. I'm going to hand over to Sam, who's going to moderate the, the question period. Hidden thank in the you. back a little bit here, uh, but thank you very much, Dr. Hemelgard. We'll now go into the media Q&A portion of this announcement. We'll be doing one question, one follow-up per outlet today, and we'll be starting with on-topic questions in the room. So if there's any media in the room here with a question, there's a mic just to the right side of the cameras here. Go for it. Um, is this permanent funding? Like, what happens after this This money is, is, is finished? Is it, is it going to just reinvest itself, or is it just a one-time shot? How does that all Sure. Well, of course, you know the the legislative assembly needs to pass and approve a budget every single year. Uh, well, we uh, and when the government does that, when they pass a budget, we also include a three year fiscal plan to give line of sight over the next three years about what the government's priorities are. So that's kind of the maximum range that we can we can provide within the the the, the financial environment that we have the, and the fiscal rules that we have. Um, you know, it's it's our intention uh, our intention to to um, complete that and fulfill all all of the commitments that we've made, and that's why. The announcement that we've made today is for the three years. It's you know I, I can't say what'll happen, you know, in future years and uh, if there are different decisions made with respect to budgets. But uh, um, I would want to see that continue on for sure. And is there enough? Is there enough professors to tra- teach all these incoming students? Yeah, I'll, uh, maybe that's a great question. I know you're looking at the deans, and they they might be the right people well, to uh, to answer this question. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there? Of uh, course. Students, yeah. Will there be enough teachers for the students to, to get them to where they need? Yeah, I know we're looking at an expansion of, of seats as early as uh, this upcoming academic year. Uh, new seats coming online for the 23-24 academic year starting in September. Uh, so I'll let the deans uh, answer that in, in more detail, but, but I have full mm-hmm. confidence in their proposal. I think that's a great question. The number of teachers uh, we have available is a rate-limiting step, but I think the funding will allow us to have individuals that are paid in alternate ways that will allow them that protected time to teach and lead programs for evaluation. So we're very confident that with a little bit of lead time that we can find these individuals within our province and that we would set us uh, ourselves up for success by having those individuals on board. So the short answer is absolutely. And how, how confident or how Of course, we'd love it to continue permanently. Like, like what, what, what do we do if, you know, after three years, it's not, re- it's not uh, renewed? I mean, is there the risk of brain drain leaving and going other places? I mean, the, the, the race is on right now with all different provinces, and even internationally. You bet. So I think that because we have a, a need going forward is that we would love to see permanent funding for these additional seats, residency positions, and salaried positions. So from Brenda and I's point of view is that we would view this as the start. We're going to make sure that this is successful so that the government would love to fund us into the future. Perfect. And would any of the ministers like to hop in there as well to answer that last question? Just to follow up with uh, Minister Nicolaiti, so uh, again, we can only budget for the three-year period, um, but this is a long-term investment. You know, in an ideal world, we would have done it earlier because we have a shortage now. But the best time to start, when you haven't started already, is is now. And so we're doing that, and we're investing for the long term to be able to make sure that we have the supply 
of uh, doctors, particularly family rural physicians uh, and, and, other, and other specialists where there's sh shortages, and we have this for the long term. And, and that's one part, you know, when I look at the, uh, our health workforce strategy, uh, a, a one pillar of that is long-term planning. Right to ensure that we have the uh, the uh, the resources that we need to deliver, uh, and we can and, and train our own and, and keep them here, and particularly in rural areas. So that's an important part of it. So again, can't make commitments longer than the three years, uh, but I am hopeful that we'll continue on this because, quite frankly, we need to. And part of our strategy will be able to identify you know the needs in the future uh, and how we can make sure we can meet those needs. So this fund is locked in and three years. Correct. correct. It's part of the three-year plan. We, we, we pass budgets every year. That's just the normal process as part of the three-year plan. But, but our, quite frankly, our intent behind this is to build capacity within our schools to be able to do the training um, and maintain that capacity over the long term so we can actually provide the needs for Alberts. Perfect. And we'll go to Lily from the Gateway now for a question. I don't know if you want to move your way to the mic or not, just so people online could hear you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys are just talking about the long-term plan. I was wondering, what's the short-term strategy to help with these gaps in healthcare right now? So I can I can start. So it's a, a you're quite right. This is a this is a long-term plan, um, but you know, medium-term is uh, the and we announced today, especially for doctors, is uh, increasing the residency spots for uh, international medical trained graduates. Uh, and then short term is and, and, and those IMG spots are for you know individuals coming uh, you know doctors coming from other countries uh, who need to do more training, right? So that actually can expand that, and we're looking to expand another uh, 30 positions. We already fund 40, so expanding additional 30 positions, and we'll phase that in over time. Uh, in addition, we we are out currently. Uh, canvassing for uh, for doctors, welcoming doctors around the world. Uh, this, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta are streamlining their process to be able to recognize the, their credentials. Uh, so, for example, when you take a look at, you know, from certain countries like the U.K., um, you know, like uh, South Africa, where they're, where they're comparable, um, we're shortening the process so that, you know, they only need to do a three-month uh, practice assessment, uh, and then they get they're basically straight on the on the roster. So we're actually doing this right now. And for example, you look in Lethbridge, where there was you know it's an area with the concern of uh, fa family physicians. Um, over the course of the uh, the last ten months, uh, seventeen uh, physicians. Now this is some from within Canada, but uh, the vast majority from around the world have already committed. They're going through their assessment. Over ten of the seventeen are already uh, working, and over the next few months, we'll get the remaining doing. So the short term is is leveraging immigration. The other key point of short term is making sure that we have people working to the maximum scope. So this is, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, Dr. Anderson mentioned this, a team-based approach. So it's not just about doctors, it's nurse practitioners, it's, practitioners, it's physician uh, uh, assistants. It is pharmacists, right, who have the, the largest scope in the country here in Alberta who can have the ability to write prescriptions, have the ability to extend prescriptions. So it's leveraging the whole team short term to ensure that Albertans get the care um, now while we expand our overall capacity and then change our models of care. Thank you. And did you have a follow-up, Lily? No. Perfect. And seeing no more questions no here, more. Well, just for clarification? Or? Yeah. So, so you, you talked about nurses, international students, uh, nurses bringing them back to speed. I've talked to a, a doctor who was from South Korea, and she said it was like winning the lottery, which you could actually recertify here. There's a lot of doctors here that are not certified. Is there a program in place or coming to expand that program to get some of these 
skill up to speed to basically win the lottery twice, I guess, for lack of a better term. So the short answer is yeah, that's what the um, the uh, IMG, like the, the increase. So for, for many doctors who are coming in who are not, you know, at deemed at the same level, so like the UK, for example, um, they often have to go through a, uh, go to a residency process. So this, what we just announced today, increasing it, like there's 40 seats right now, increasing that by 30 is a pathway for them. In addition, you know, working with the uh, CPSA, the College of Physicians and Surgeons, a clinical or surgical assistant program to enable uh, foreign trained doctors while they're waiting, because sometimes you can't get in, but there's also a recency effect. So you, you need to stay in the field to enable them to work, continue to work in the field um, while they actually get, go, get through the, the additional training. So all of that is in play right now. Yeah, just just to add to that, uh, also from from the the aspect of internationally educated nurses. So, um, a part of what we announced today, and that we had announced uh, a couple months back, was uh, creating more bridging programs for internationally educated nurses. So, when an internationally educated nurse uh, comes to Canada, uh, they have to have their credentials assessed, and then based on that that assessment, they may have to participate in a bridging program. Um, some, then that can take you know tell, ten to fourteen months, depending on on where their skill level is at. And uh, you, we had heard when we made the announcement at Mount Royal University, as an example, there was a student there, an internationally educated student from Lebanon. She said she waited five years before she could get into the program because of such a long wait list. So, by uh, some of the announcement that we've made today and previously, we're going to create more bridging spaces so those individuals can get their credentials assessed, and if they need to go back and do a little uh, and do a bridging course. They can get in, they can do it quickly, and uh, operate at their full skill level. Perfect. Thank you. And now we'll go to the phones. Uh, operator, could you put through the first caller, please? Thank you. Janet French, CBC. Hi there. By what year will a medical student be able to do all of their training in Grand Prairie or Lethbridge, respectively? That's an excellent question. Um, the question is, by what year will they be able to do their training in these rural uh, or regional training hubs? Right now, we're actually um, working on a proposal to address that very question. Um, we have to ensure that the, the individuals are there, are there to educate them, that we have um, the infrastructure and resources available in those regional training centers for uh, the full scope of training to actually be completed. Uh, so we will know more within the next um, few months um, with respect to that. We also then have to get the sites accredited by um, the national accrediting body before we can um, deliver the, the full program in a regional training site. So it does take a bit of preparation, and that's the work that we're, we're doing right now, and that was announced about a month ago with funding from um, Minister Nicolaides and Advanced Education. And did you have a follow-up, Janet? I do. Um, so I'm trying to understand whether, how far these increases go to keep up with population growth in Alberta. Do At the end of the three years, for doctors per se, um, will we be any closer to having a better ratio of doctors per Albertan, or is this only, is it even going to keep up just with the growth in the Alberta population? So I'll start this and I'll, you know, ask if other comments from, from, from colleagues. So this is going to be a, um, a initially like a 33% increase 
um, and then heading actually towards a 50% increase in, in the programs. Um, this is, but as, as indicated, there's multiple streams uh, that we have here. So it's not only uh, increasing at uh, U of C, U of A in terms of undergraduate and then, and then the funding on top of that for, for residencies. Uh, it's also increasing the, um, uh, the spots for IMGs. Uh, plus, we also, you know, when we start, to, and this is just talking about doctors, plus we're also increasing the, uh, uh, continuing to increase, the, you know, pra practice assessment. So we have multiple streams. Uh, and the nature of the, the um, uh, work is going to change. So just, you know, because you have to look at efficiencies and just because of what a doctor does today, um, as we move towards more team-based practice, you know, you'll be able to expand the number of panels that, that the family team-based practice look at than a, a traditional, more uh, a doctor focus, and changes the model of care. So this is a, a long, uh, a longer question: is that this will, you know, these approaches that we're announcing here today will help expand our overall uh, workforce and 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 expand our overall our workforce, you know, faster uh, than we have today. Like, because you look at the, you know, we're talking 33 percent to 50 percent, you know, in terms of this, um, expand the workforce faster than because we don't have we don't have that level of growth in the population, but it's not the only source. Um, but also, you know, as we're looking at different models of providing care uh, and improving, um, you know, it's the more team-based approach. Then we'll actually improve the the uh, the care that uh, uh, that Albertans get. And again, our objective, and this is, you know, we noted in the uh, uh, the health workforce plan, our objective is to ensure that every Albertan has access to a, uh, a medical home. Uh, and it's not just about doctors, although a critical part, but it's about all of the healthcare professionals. And the announcements today is, even though we're, we're talking a lot about doctors at U of C and U of A, it's not just that. It's about nurses and other allied health professionals uh, that uh, Minister, Nicolaides, uh, Minister Nicolaides mentioned. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, and just, just on that point, just a supplement in terms of other healthcare um, professions, um, we, we've taken a close look at, uh, at, at analysis and forecasts from, you know, Treasury Board and Finance, the Ministry of Jobs, Economy, Northern Development, and others, and they consistently put forecasts together uh, regarding uh, labor shortages and projected labor, labor shortages. And we've been looking very carefully at the projected uh, health care shortages for, for 20, by 2030. And with a lot of the investments that we've made in Budget 2022, we, as I mentioned, we, we've, we're, uh, we're creating 10,000, just in that budget alone, 10,000 additional spaces in uh, high demand programs um, and we're continuing that in this budget we're we're um, we're no longer projected to have a shortage of of health care aids by 2030 the projected shortage of nurses has decreased uh, substantially because of the new investments that we're providing and the creation of um, additional seats in, in many of those other health care uh, areas as minister um, copping mentioned thank you janet and operator could you put through the next caller please Thank you, Emmanuel Prince, Radio Canada. Hi. Um, my question is for either Minister Copping or Nicolaides. I don't really know who that falls into, but just to make sure all of the investments you announced today is only in operational funds. So you won't be building new classes to host these new students. It's only to like have a bigger payroll and bigger uh, to, to pay the physician who trained the other physicians, right? We'll make this one easy, short and answer. Yes, that's correct. Uh, all of the funding will go that we've announced today is, is primarily for operational dollars. Okay. And um, the other thing is, even if the, the students can go to their residences in rural areas, for now they will still only 
be able to train in urban centers like Calgary and Edmonton? What makes you think that someone would want to go in a rural center if they're already living in an urban center for studying? Sure. Well, I'll let uh, I'll let one of the deans answer that. But uh, you know, I, I can just say. Um, from my perspective as Minister of Advanced Education and, and, and uh, visiting many of our different communities and, and talking to uh, people in different communities across the province, there, there is an interest uh, and uh, to have training opportunities at home in their respective communities. Uh, that is something that I do hear quite a bit from, from Albertans from all corners of the province as they do. They are looking for more training opportunities close to home. But, but I'll let uh, the Dean uh, give you more specifics. So it's a, it's a very important point. Currently, in both the north and the south, we train between 15 and 20 residents per year. They do all of their residency training there in family medicine. What we want to do is dramatically increase those number of opportunities, not only for primary care, but generalist specialists as well, general surgeons and psychiatrists, obstetricians, and we want to be able to have more medical students training uh, rurally as well. So we feel that if we can increase the number of preceptors, set up these regional training hubs, and have more people training in those locations, is that the vast majority of them will stay rurally. But you're absolutely right, is that if people stay in large cities, they're more likely to stay there. This initiative is really meant to fast-track and increase the number of those rural training positions. Thank you. And operator, do we have any more callers on the line? There are no further questions in the queue. Perfect. Thank you. That'll conclude today's announcement. Thank you, everyone, for joining us.